Hello and welcome back to What It Means To Me, uh, what, sorry, What Music Means To Me podcast. I uh, uh, hope, you, <laughs> hope you've been following the, the uh, podcast we've done so far. Today we've got a very prestigious and special guest, very honoured to have uh, Caroline Murphy on the podcast with us, um, who does go out as a musician under, under a pseudonym, but I'm not going to I'm not going to give that away yet. I'll let Caroline uh, explain what a pseudonym is when we get when we get to that. Um, and once again, yeah, we're going to be discussing how music has uh, and creativity have defined um, your life, Caroline. So we had a quick chat um, the other day before we sat here uh, doing a podcast now, and you said. Uh, Music, uh, how you got into or the, your first kind of like uh, experiences with music were were from your family, um, you know, musical um, members of your family, and that was at an early age. Um, so, just tell us a little bit about that. Uh, my nan, actually, my nan, my nan was a, um, a honky tonk piano player, and uh, she used to play in all the clubs and 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 and. Uh, around Liverpool, um, and she was like a busker. She could just, someone would start singing and she'd just play. So as grandkids, she got us around the piano quite often over weekends and we used to sing um, Carpenter's songs and things. And um, I was always singing a bit louder. I was always a bit more enthusiastic than the others. And um, and I had a little bit of a husk on my voice, you know what I mean? I was a bit of a little deep, sort of boomy yeah. voice for a young girl. So, yeah, my nan sort of got got me into it really and we sang regularly together just just for fun initially and then um we joined this club which was like an entertainers club and we used to go around old folks homes and and sing um and they it was like a musical theater type thing they have comedians and stuff and our payment used to be like cream cakes and and tea and stuff and um yeah that was like i was probably only about seven or eight then quite young and yeah. i brought my nan along i said my nan plays piano can she join and they were like oh great you know so Nan used to come come to all the gigs and. So how did you find out about that club? What was that kind of a school? It was in the thing? local school actually. Yeah, it was yeah. um, Billy Bruffles Entertainers Club. It was called, and uh, Bill was like a massive guy. He was like six foot five or something, and his wife and they and they just used to. I don't even know how they started it, but they were, they were real interesting characters, and um, right That's up great. And, you know, right up yeah. for years, probably about four or five years, I was doing that, on the weekends. Um, and that was my introduction into music, uh, and I was hooked, you know, straight away. Mm. Cool, yeah. So, um, you also told me that you, so a bit later on, you know, around the kind of age, early teens, you know, you, you, um, I don't know if, you, if it was you who formed a, a girl band, but you were you were part of this uh, girl band, and you were having a, a fair amount of success with that. Um, so tell us a little bit about that and, you know, would you say then at that age, you know, 12, 13, you, you kind of like, you, you're getting like a really strong feeling and, and, and deci- you're making a decision that this is, you know, music was and creativity was what, you know, you wanted to do and this is what you wanted to focus on. And this is kind of like, you know, you thought, right, this is this, you know, this is, this is my life now. This is kind of starting to shape up, you know, as, as, as a being as, what you wanted to do with your life kind of thing. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I think I, I knew when I, was, when I started secondary school, I was going to a school where I didn't know anyone. 
and I knew in the back of my head that I'm going to start a band. When I get to secondary school, I'm going to start a band. Wasn't necessarily thinking about a female band or nothing, just a band. I want to be in a band. I've always wanted to be in. I was with the piano with my nan, and my nan was, you know, it was great, but it's not the same as it. So, yeah, I, I got to secondary school and met up with a group of girls, and I said, do you fancy starting a band? And they were they were all pretty keen, but they said, well, we can't play instruments. I said, well, you need to learn then. You need to go to lessons. So they went to lessons in the, in the school, and I think one summer we just... We didn't want to go to Colomendi with everybody else. We said, let's stay, not go to Colomendi. And um, the teacher said, well, you can rehearse. And that was literally the band started. We were absolutely rubbish. The drummer couldn't play a beat. And um, But, you know, we, we got there and um, started writing original songs initially. I mean, we weren't playing covers. And um, that was the start of my songwriting. Um, and then quite quickly for the band, it happened like... Because we were all girls and we were playing the instruments, it, it was it was a real gimmick, and it was um, yeah. So it's like round about nineteen eighty five, because we'd started when I was thirteen and and carried it on. We um we got a quite a few big gigs. We got a gig on the I don't know if you ever heard of the drums over the Mersey. It was like a massive anti heroin gig in the eighties, right? And um, Joey Musker, um, he set it up. It was like a drum marathon, twenty four hour drum marathon. So the bands, the, the, the drums could never stop. So they started right. on the Mersey Ferry and they came over, someone playing drums and it's just like, it was like a, a chain, you know what I mean? And it went to the Royal Court. Yeah. And all the top Liverpool bands were on this concert. It was 24 hour concerts. And um, we played Madness were on. Madness were like yeah. one of the headlining acts and we bumped into them and we, we hung around with them all day, you know, Madness. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. In the coffee shop in town. Yeah. Just sat with them, chatting to them. And then we, they were in the audience when we'd done our, our set yeah. and they were all cheering us. Yeah. So that was like really exciting because, you know, we yeah, hadn't really course, done much. Yeah. And then yeah. we're on this big stage. And I think that was my moment when I was on the stage and it was a big stage, the lights. And I thought, you know what, this is what I really want to do. I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. And I was probably 14 then. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was it. That was just, and Got Infinity done okay. But the girls were like, I was more passionate about it than them. They were... It was a phase for them, you know, it was get a few boy, boyfriends, you know, the boys were quite keen. And Male the time. groupies. Yeah, groupies. So, um, yeah, that was it. That started me off. Yeah. And give me. So did you, um, did you kind of like, how did you continue that um, through, you kind of like into your teens or... It's it sort of the, the girl band fizzled out. Yeah. But we we did do some pretty good gigs. I mean, we, we, we were getting invited all over the place to do like festivals and things. Um but it was getting less the band the one one girl went off to like um work somewhere away when she was yeah. when she was sixteen. So I think round about when we were sixteen it's fizzled out and um I then got involved with a band called Collectors Bazaar. Um with friends from school again, school sixth form friends yeah. from sixth form college and um that was the band that i was probably in the longest um but we got sort of well i said i think i said to you before that we we, we got we got sidetracked we were doing original stuff and we got sidetracked into yeah. cabaret and then it sort of went a few years doing the cabaret and that wasn't really what i wanted to do but um i sort of got sucked into it and stuck in yeah. money so you you kind of um because you you told me you didn't you didn't feel that um uni was um a kind of like a an aspiration for you and you know 
that was maybe to do with kind of like Liverpool in the 80s and also, you know, kind of like maybe how you saw, you know, your your family and, and where you were in Liverpool and those, all those kind of cultural things. You didn't think that, you know, it was a, a place you could go. Um, so, yeah, how, 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 how did it feel, I guess, you know, kind of at that? Because, you know... It was a little bit before my time, not a lot before my time, but a little bit before my time. So it was kind of like, you know, what was the 80s in Liverpool in particular, kind of like the, you maybe felt that, you know, music was probably as good as opportunity as any because there wasn't many other opportunities or... Yeah, I think I think coming from a comprehensive on housing estate and things, I mean, not sort of to put it down, but it was a great upbringing. But in school, the culture to go to university, it wasn't there. It was like, I didn't know anyone that went to university um, didn't think I was clever enough, you know. Thought maybe I'm not. I'm not. It's for, it's for more. It's for people who are clever. That, um, and yeah, music was the only thing that I thought. Well, I'm really good at this, and and I, I love doing it, and and I can't really see myself going down the academic route. Um, even though I was pretty, you know, I, I'd done well at school. I wasn't like, yeah, you know, I'd done all my O levels and things, and, and passed quite well. But yeah, I just didn't want to go that way. And luckily, I had parents that. That supported that and just let you know go with what you want to do. I was quite into art as well. I mean, I'd done A level art and stuff, so I knew it was going to be something creative, but mostly the music was the thing that had been there from being very young. You know, it was always there. And uh, I mean, Nan was still playing piano in the social clubs, and she, she was, she thinks she'd done her last gig when she was 95 or something. My yeah. um, she was like a big inspiration and big support as well. You know, so I thought everything that I'd done was great, you know, and always. Yeah, well, I, that makes a difference, isn't it? Definitely yeah. have that. Yeah. So I think, anyway, I think it's about time we uh, heard the the first track uh, of of yours um, today. Uh, so do you want to ex- tell us a little bit about this track, um, and maybe also we can reveal your kind of your alter ego, your 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 musical alter ego. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is Virginia Hayes is my my alter ego. My middle name is actually Virginia, so it's 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 part of my real name. And um, the haze bit comes from people saying you walk around in a haze most of the time, so <laughs> <laughs> it, it seemed appropriate. But yeah, this song, Gospel Singer, is one of the first songs that was written for the uh, for my album, Genuine. And um, it's sort of a quirky, it, it's it's about not wanting to grow old and, and not wanting to, I suppose, be too responsible. Um, let me, you know, let me stay as I am. Um, and it, yeah, it's the gospel singers. It's not really a religious thing at all. People th- sometimes think it's a religious song. It's like a the light bulb moment, you know, the choir sings and that type of thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's, that's well. That uh, it's it's interesting you say that because uh, you know I've no, heard the song and known the song, so it's kind of now now kind of like I wondered, you know, wondered what what it what its meaning was. So that kind of mm. that that's uh, cleared that up for me. So yeah, if we get we're gonna hear gospel singers now by Virginia Hayes. <laughs> Chapel. The religion matters, there's no halo over me. 
Trying to be the way I am. Trying to do the best I can. Live my life naturally. Oh, girl. I'm a woman. There ain't no stopping me. I'm begging to be heard. Cause there's loving to be sure for you now, woman. Spread your wings to find your freedom. All things happen for a reason. Time to discover. Time to discover. I hear those gospel singers singing in the chapel. The religion matters. There's no halo over me. Just trying to be the way I am. Trying to do the best I can. Okay, brilliant. That was mm -hmm. uh, Gospel Singers by Virginia Hayes. I'll we'll probably learn a little bit more about the album that's off because I think the, the, the next track we're going to hear a bit later is of the same album. Yeah. Yes, yes. So we'll hear, mm -hmm. learn a little bit uh, more about that album and uh, how that came to be uh, as we go on. Um, so you did, you know, you did make it to uni, you, you told me, Cal, uh, uh, a, bit, a bit later on, um, you know, um, and you kind of said you didn't find the experience maybe kind of what you thought it would be because um if, you know if you want to tell us a little bit about that i mean did you did that experience of studying what you were studying because it was a kind of creative subject wasn't it um, yeah it was, it was youth, and community, youth and community work um i mean I, uh, yeah i mean i went to music college um but that was that was more like sort of we were playing a lot. It was like, it felt like it's supposed to be, you know, to go to yeah. music college. That was Sandown College. But I got into teaching music in youth centres um, to make some money. And, and I got heavily into the youth work side and I needed the qualification basically to carry on and, and go up. So I, I went to um, study youth and community. But like music was always my, what I was using as the tool to work with young people. Yeah. And um, yeah, when I got there, I realised that like, it wasn't as creative as, as I, I was, well, I never thought it was creative, but I, I thought it wasn't clever enough. I realised that I, it was more of a, to pass the exams, you just had to like conform, basically to conform to what they wanted. 
and read the books and write stuff about people. R- write, not use your own your own thoughts very often. And yeah, it really sort of regurgitating what yeah. other people have wrote. And um, that was a shock to me that because I thought I'm going to be able to f- think freely about things here and have my own interpretation. And it wasn't. It was more these are the guidelines that we follow and this is what, you know, this is how you're supposed to do youth work. And I'd been doing youth work already by then for 10 years in my own way. And it was working, you know, it yeah. was working fine. It was like um, I had a good relationship with the young people and being told to forcibly do this type of thing. I found it really hard and then um, I just conformed in the end to pass the exam. I needed the exam. I thought I'd yeah. just go along with it yeah. and uh, get this bit of paper and then get back to myself again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, I realised I was clever enough and like it wasn't de- really brainy people that went to university, you know what I mean? It was, it was just, it you know, I could well do it, you know, it was something I could do easily. And did that, um, that change your, I mean, get, did that increase your confidence out learning that, you know, you kind of, you know, you, you know, it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't going to be as hard as you thought it was going to be, or you weren't going to be like, you know, you weren't going to be inadequate in some kind of like academic way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And, but when you had to kind of like, you know, as you said, kind of conform to that, uh, you know, and your experience, you've just said, you know, you haven't done it for 10 years. And, you know, as most people say, it's always like you learn on the job, don't you? That's the, I mean, that's mm. when you really start learning, isn't it? It's not academically, but so that kind of, reaffirm that you know you've got to listen to you know cre- you, you know you trust your creative instincts and your your kind of intuition a bit more and you know maybe that's kind of like a i think maybe we have all, all of us have that kind of like and maybe that kind of eye-opening that kind of like realization in life don't we that it's kind of like some of the institutions out there are just there to kind of like you know it's just um part of the system really and not not you know mold you a little bit yeah. more you know and not it's, it's yeah i think i thought i thought you know i've been doing what i've been doing and it's, it's got me it's done me well so far why you know um musically and i'd always just followed my heart really with that i'd never mm-hmm. really like been classically trained or you know or, or learned even learned to read music even though i can basically read music but not you know i've, it's, I've always been an improviser or a, just listened to something and let them play there so yeah it was an eye-opener like university but I got the qualification and it, that job was done then, you know what I mean? I could, it meant I could I could sort of work in the field a bit longer and get a better job and keep doing music with young people, which was, 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 was a passion as well. I, yeah. I enjoyed passing the skills on. Yeah. Um, it's very rewarding, isn't yeah, it? You yeah, know, definitely. It has its, you know, sometimes <laughs> it can be tiring, but, you know, um, but yeah, you know, having done it myself um, and still doing it, um, it, yeah, it's very, it's very rewarding thing, and it's, uh, and it kind of keeps you constantly creative as well, doesn't it? And kind of keep, keeps you kind of like keeps you re, re learning and and um, you know seeing things fresh, doesn't it? All yeah. the time, which is you know, which is good. So did you? Um, so we talked a little bit, you know, about you b- being um, a, a band, you know, a girl band, and then kind of you went on to form another band with friends from school, and um, all through that period, I guess you were you were writing songs, but you're kind of collaborating. That was kind of very much like a as a like a, a band type experience, mm. but you know, um, you're certainly now kind of known as 
you know, Virginia Hayes, a singer-songwriter in her own right. So what was an, an, like an event or a particular, you know, sequence of events that kind of led to to you kind of like becoming Virginia Hayes and, and going solo, as it were, and, and becoming a singer-songwriter in your own in your own right with your own voice yeah um i think I'd, I'd i'd been involved with a band for many years um and was i always found felt, felt i was a lyricist really i never felt like it was a songwriter because I, I had little input in the music side of things it was just often i was given a tape with the with the song completed and to put lyrics to and i always felt sometimes that the songs never went in the direction that i would have took them you know and, and things and i'd never had the control over any of that i mean it wasn't purposely done. It was just something to the way the band worked. And um, when that finished, and, and I was involved with, I was involved with somebody in the band as well. When that all ended, I um, I was like back to square one again, and and I just picked the guitar. But I think I bought it. I bought like a stage piano, and I moved in with my brother. And um, we had a big music room there. We had all the gear set up in the room, and it was just easy to go in and just play. And I started twink fiddling about, you know, on the piano and doing stuff. And my brother came in one night and we just started to get a couple of songs together. Not really planned or nothing, nothing was planned, but it felt really natural and like it was, I thought this is the best stuff I've done. This is actually going where I wanted to, to go. So me and him started to write, we said, why don't we do an album? And um, then we said, well, you know, it's, it's, we need a name and we need, it's a new person. It's a new, whole new um, venture now. So the name Virginia Hayes, came up and um we decided to do the album and we wrote we wrote a, a set of songs for the album all written without even planning them you know what i mean everything was always like quite yeah, regimented before for me yeah the tape was given to me we need to write write some words for this song you know this song it just went the way i wanted it to go i was writing the music myself my, my brother's not really musical in that way and um it just felt natural it felt like it was effortless yeah you know what i mean it's evolving yeah. kind of organically kind of thing and it, it wasn't even before we knew it we had like loads of songs that we wrote and we had to dwindle them down for the album and at first i was thinking how the hell am i going to fill an album with songs and suddenly they're all there so yeah so that was i think for me it was the when i felt like i was a songwriter i, I thought god it took me this long i think i started off as a songwriter and i think i got lost somewhere on the way and um yeah, so it, it was... Was it daunting, kind of, you know, as you just, you know, just kind of said, you know, kind of, was it, was it kind of like a little bit of like the, the writer who's got to write a novel and you're kind of staring at the, the first page, that first blank page, was it kind of a bit, was it a bit daunting or...? Yeah, it was because it had always been quite tightly controlled, the whole songwriting mm. experience for me in the past, you know, as I say, I didn't do any of the music at all. It was, there was no, even if I was writing lyrics, it was all written to order. It felt like it was yeah. very... It didn't feel creative as creative, even though some great songs came out of that. You know, I, I won't deny there was really good songs, but it was pretty contrived. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And and trying to get an effect in a song. This song is about like this type of song, or this is going to be this type of song. I didn't think about what type of songs I was going to be writing on my, yeah. on my own. They just came out the way they did. Um, yeah, and it just felt free. Actually, it felt quite freeing to be able to 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 do to write songs in that way yeah um and what was what's the title what was the title of that of that album genuine genuine yeah yeah, yeah. and it's probably it, it was because it was a time in my life when i thought this feels like genuine this you know what i mean the first song was probably genuine on the piano 
which is the title track. Um, and the, the, it's all, it's quite a positive album, even though there's a lot of like, some sad songs on it. It's all about like uh, a new life, basically. It's like renewing and realizing you're stronger than you were, you know what I mean? You thought you were, type of thing. So that's, that's what the album for me is now. And I'm proud of it, you know what I mean? I'm proud. Could have been, you always say it can be better, but it was a great, it was, um, for me, that was like one of the most successful points in my life musically making the album, getting it produced, getting the cover done and actually having it in your hand, do you know what I mean, this album. Um, yeah. It's like a real milestone. Yeah, real big moment. milestone, yeah, definitely, milestone. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of, of that, um, we're going to now hear uh, our, the second track, um, More Than Love. If you want to, can you just tell us a little bit about this track and why you picked it today? Yeah, I think th this is this is we've probably my favourite song on the album, I think, and other people's favourite song. It's just about, like, when you're in a relationship and you, you think, I need more than this, you know what I mean? This is not enough. I don't, it's, it's, it's it's there and it needs to be up there. So, yeah, it's, it was, like, probably what I was feeling at the time. You know, I'm not going to accept for anything, anything less now, you know what I mean? It's got to be more than that. So, yeah, it's... it's Great, here we go, more than love, vision your eyes. Looking 
Okay, that that was uh, I was brilliant. That that's that was more than love. Mm-hmm. A great track from the uh, the album Genuine. Um, so when was that recorded? If you just put a date on that. Oh God, it was a long time ago. Now it was um, two thousand and maybe seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It goes so quickly though, doesn't it? When you they, they all seem does. very very close to you, don't they? And in terms of time, the time kind of like between the you know great. You know, projects. You know, I've created bits. Mm-hmm. It seems it seems timeless to you, doesn't it? The person who's who's made it, I guess, in some respects. It doesn't seem that long ago, but obviously, you know, a, a lot's happened to me since then. You know, yeah. in, in life, so there was a little bit of a a, a quiet time for the music, like. Um. So yeah, speaking speaking of such, uh, you know, um, you made um, a very bold decision, I think, to uh, some years ago to. Um, Moved to Bulgaria mm-hmm. to, I guess it was the idea was to try and start a new life there, or at least at least have a go. You know, put your dipping your dipping your toes in the water. You know, to see if you could establish a life out there. Um, so how how different was how different was the kind of pace of life there, and um, and what challenges were there, and did being a creative. Um, help you appreciate um, th- this new life and this new um, pace of life and also did it help you kind of give you the mindset to cope with some of the challenges you had and in, in moving to Bulgaria? Yeah, I think I think so. I think it was um, it, it, initially it wasn't a plan to move there. It was it was initially just this chance to buy a property very cheaply came up and I thought, well, why not? You know, it's it's it'll be interesting uh, a project to do and I was looking to get away from like the politics of like the job I was doing at the time and um they, they wouldn't give me the time off so in the end I thought you know what I need to go now it's time to go so we literally did go out there pretty green um at this like mud brick house that like was full of rats and you know there was holes everywhere in the roof and it was falling down basically yeah. the house and um went in the camper van and, and lived in the camper van for for a couple of months and started to renovate the house you know, never doing anything like that before. You know, reading on on going going mm. to the local hotel because we had no internet, we had no TV, nothing, and learning how to do things. And it was weird because it was like we everything that you're used to, all the comforts that you had. I mean, getting a hot shower and things like that. You know, and we're gone, and it was just we're on this hill in the middle of nowhere in this house with no water and no electricity and yeah. Um, and I think when I got there, I thought. It was just lovely. It was so peaceful. It was so uh, green and lush, and and uh, away from all the stresses and the, you know, that we yeah. come from in Liverpool, living mm-hmm. in a city, and it, it it was effortless, really. I mean, we 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 worked the way to get washed. We done what we know. Went. We managed to do everything we needed to do, 
and we managed to survive and eat. Um, but it was just that peace as well. I mean, most of my day was spent outside, like in, in nature, really. Um, lots of space around. And I think I've wrote lots of songs. I, I haven't actually uh, recorded any of the songs. that I've wrote. There will be some on the next album, definitely. Um, but yeah, it was like stress-free. I, I never realised how stressed I was, actually. Yeah. You know, until I, I got there. Until that stress had been removed, kind of thing. Yeah, and, and, and just settled into the life. Loved waking up in the morning and coming out, you know. I used to feel groggy every morning waking up when I lived in mm. in the city and that. and Yeah, so learnt loads of skills, um, learnt how to live a lot more basically and respect, have a lot of respect for for simple things, really. You know, do you think... Do you think being a creative maybe kind of like, you know, eased you into that um, situation a bit more? And you know, you know, you know, because you you know, talked to me about it, and you know, um, I mean, it's maybe it's 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 kind of like um, a myth, or, or you know, that creative people are kind of more in, in tune with nature or whatever, or appreciate nature a bit more. But you kind of did you feel that kind of like it was just seemed like a natural? You, you kind of felt like you were in a natural environment for yourself and. Yeah, to totally. I mean, it, it, it sort of, it didn't seem that hard. And I know I've got friends who say, how did you do that? How did you live like that? Or how did you manage to just go from this to that? And I was like, it was easy because it felt like, I've always been into nature anyway, and I've always loved, mm. loved sort of walking and, and being in nature and being surrounded by trees are important. To, I mean, if I haven't got trees around me, I, I, I can't cope. <laughs> Where I'm living at the moment, there's no, there's no trees. Yeah. And I just always say, you know, I need to be around like, of greenery and trees um, to feel inspired to write songs um, and just feel free so yeah it was I think being creative I think somebody who's, who's, who might have I think that uncertainty of being a musician you know you, you're always uncertain about where the next paycheck's going to come from yeah. uncertain about like being able to basically just pay the rent you know what I mean at times so there was nothing to worry about apart from like the fact that you didn't have maybe some of the creature comforts that you yeah. have at home. But generally, it was it was pretty it was freeing, you know, no no rent to pay. Very very, you know, conserving everything, music, uh, uh, water and food and that, and cooking everything from fresh and not having loads of choices. What you buy, you just buy the basic things and. Yeah, so kind of some some of the stresses are kind of removed, aren't they? Because yeah. you, you have the stresses of choice and and you know, you've you've got no one to um, to compare yourself with, and you know, yeah. no competition. No you know, competition. Just, yeah. I mean, yeah. I come back. I did come back for a week to get me. I had, I had to get a, a different vehicle to go back because we were struggling. I was in the camper van, getting up a muddy track and stuff, and we came back for two weeks. And I went to a supermarket, and I was stressed out so much. I only wanted to buy some a few things and I was like a whole aisle of like bread, a whole aisle of cereals and fruit. You know, I was used to going in the shop in Bulgaria and there just being a few things there and actually I didn't realise how much stress. Yeah. Having too much choice. Choice puts upon you. Puts yeah. on you. It was yeah. like it was eye opener actually. It was really it was it was it was it was scary. I was like in the you know, supermarkets. Couldn't wait to get out the place. Yeah. yeah. Um so, yeah. Over, yeah, it can be over overwhelming, can't it? The mm. uh, you know, and I think uh, and the noise as well. You know, the noise that we have to we, that we sort of yeah living on like in a quite a peaceful place. Yeah, I went to a coffee shop and um, the coffee machine was making like loads of banging noises yeah. and bang bang bang, and it's like 
again, and the buses were coming. Down. It was really overwhelming when I come back. I was like, yeah. I was like a rabbit in the headlights, you know. Well, I think I think I think that does make you tired, doesn't it? I think noise does noise does make you tired, you know. Although we kind of think we we're not hearing it, you I think you, you you kind of do hear it, don't you? And it kind of does just take up a bit of your you know your your brain activities, isn't it? You know, and it does make yeah. you make you tired. And um, so would you would you say that? So you found, you know, obviously like a kind of like a level of, of, of peace and calm there and kind of like a certain kind of natural order to things. And um, you, wrote, you, wrote, you wrote some songs. And would you say that that in your life here, you know, when, you know, just, uh, you know, when you've been, you know, living in a city and living your life, out, you know, other than Bulgaria, your creativity, um, you know, be able to do music has given you a, that kind of you know um ability to give you some calm and, and peace and you know has it helped with with stresses and also you know just anxieties in life and i, I know you've had some anxiety um um with your your, your daughter yeah um you've, you spoke of how that the ability to communicate with through your community uh, your creativity has helped you yeah, definitely. Stay, uh, give you a sense of being able to kind of just just handle, you know, the the, the raw emotions and uh, you know stresses of that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I was in Bulgaria and um, and I found out I was pregnant when I was in Bulgaria with my little girl, and uh, that was a whole other other episode of going to a block of flats to get a scan and all this stuff. It was it was bizarre, you know, because they don't do the scan thing over there so much like we do here. So I decided to come home because it was a bit scary, some of the um, the medical. And my little girl was born, but she was born with um, quite a severe heart condition. And she, she has Down syndrome as well, which which was not was not an issue at all. You know, it, the heart was the big thing. And uh, she, at five weeks, she had heart open heart surgery. And then they basically told us that she, she only had half a heart, really, and that the operations she'd have to have a number of operations and yeah. I think I think that's when the music came into sort of keeping me going because I think getting home um we're doing me and my partner were doing shifts so it was it was it was hard it was really tough the first yeah. couple of ops went quite well and then the last op was really really problematic and my little girl's called Melody obviously because we, we we um the music we're both musicians and um I think music, me mental health-wise, I was coming back and I was writing down exactly what I was feeling in my little lyric book because I couldn't... You, in that environment, you can't really talk about it. It's such a stressful thing. Um, and I was writing a lot of lyrics. like, And I think it was like therapy for me, you know what I mean, to get it. Yeah. It's like solace, basically. Music was, was my solace then. Um, I don't know what I'd have done if I didn't have music. I was grabbing the guitar, I was... You know, I even had the guitar in in the hospital a couple of times, playing when she because she was she was kept unconscious for quite a long time. Yeah. Uh, because of the the what had happened after the op, and yeah. So I you think play you played to her. In yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think and that's sang, why? Oh, sang. I mean, uh, she loves music now, doesn't she? Do yeah, you, yeah, yeah. From when she was born. Well, I was. I think it was. I was about eight months pregnant, and I was doing a gig in Warrington, a festival. And the guitar was out here, you know, was, like, belly was out here. And, um, and you know, obviously I was yeah. playing the guitar and that vibration, vibration on the chest, yeah, definitely. 
she um I think she she did come out like loving I mean I sang to her all the way through when she was a baby as well in the hospital I sang um from when she was very little in fact I used to always comment you know in 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 the ICU that I, did, I was humming and singing all the time like and I said oh, I feel they're relaxed because you're singing um yeah so that was I mean what else would you do I mean, if you didn't have that you know that's yeah you know what I mean I don't know what else you just sit there moping about and um it well was, oh yeah you just carry you're carrying those carrying those emotions aren't you and anxieties and and you know and then it kind of you maybe it, it would it would have been that that would have passed on to someone else uh your partner or or, or you know but it, you know it's you know you've you've positively kind of like taken up from within yourself and and you know kind of um, put it to kind of like a, a positive creative use and maybe it's maybe it's stopped yeah maybe it's prevented you from and the song the songs hopefully will i mean there's, there's a couple yeah. of songs that were written from that and some of them are the some of them are dark but you know they've got to be they've got to be played i mean um but nice melodies and obviously you know i, I, will, I will bring them out when i can when i can when i'm brave enough to i think i'll release them yeah so that will we kind of we kind of pretty much out of time there but you know i think i think we kind of ended on the, the positive the positive mm -hmm. you know um element of, of music and you know how you very you know very you know um deliberately used it to kind of help you with your um issues and challenges and anxieties so you're, you're talking about i think we're gonna uh, wrap up now but you know be, be nice to kind of hear about what you um, plan to do next what's going forward creatively and so you're talking about maybe producing another album or recording another album yeah I think I think like a lot of musicians now at the moment with the, with what's the past year we're dying to get out and play as well yeah so I'm, course, I'm quite yeah. keen to get out and do some gigs um, and make another album but I think this next album is going to be a lot it's going to take a lot longer to make because it's going to be I'm going to do it at home um, and I'm going to you know um spend me time on it obviously the last album you when you're using musicians you haven't you've you're, you're restricted i'm going to play everything on it on it myself i'm going to play all the instruments i've decided yeah um and just, makes it easier yeah makes it easier because you're not waiting around for it no <laughs> <laughs> and you've got um and you can take but then you can only blame yourself when it goes wrong well yeah you get it you get it right you can get it right can't you yeah. the best yeah, you can yeah. and keep, you know so i'm gonna that's the next plan, yeah. Brilliant, okay. And is there somewhere uh, people can listen in, uh, can go to check out more, uh, you know, about Virginia Hayes, listen to more of your stuff? Or Yeah, I'm, I'm on most of the site, like uh, CD Baby, Spotify, uh, the album's on there. Um, if you type my name on the internet, you'll, you know, it'll come up. Um, Facebook, obviously, um, is a big one. I haven't got my website back up and running because I don't think people are going on websites as much, are they now? So, no. Um, yeah. But yeah, you can you just type Virginia Hayes, Hayes with the Z, and um, you'll find me everywhere. Great, <laughs> brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on, uh, Cal. Yeah, really appreciate that. I think that's been uh, been a great, uh, you know, little insight into your into your life and your musical journey. Okay, that's going to do it. Uh, I think for this episode of uh, what music means to me. Uh, Thanks once again for listening, folks, and we'll uh, see you again soon.